0: You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Sovereign Self is about individual empowerment and freedom. In exploring this sovereign self, our discussions will encompass self love, oneness, and diverse spiritual understandings, as life is a journey of expansion which never ends. Join author Martin Neil Campbell, trainer and business facilitator Karen Murphy and spiritual archaeologist Ron Mayer as their discussions help lead their listeners into an ever-expanding journey of peace, love, joy, and freedom to become who you desire and be your Sovereign Self.
1: Welcome once again to Sovereign Self. I am your host, Martin Neal Campbell, and your fabulous co-hosts are Karen Murphy and Ron Mayer. Unfortunately, Ron won't be... On the program tonight, due to some personal emergency matters, however, he will be missed. But Karen, you and I will have a fun time tonight.
2: We will at that, Martin.
1: (laughs) Tonight, given that it is just in the midst of the holidays, we are going to talk about the holidays, Christmas, of course, specifically, and what it means to be your sovereign self during Christmas, and talking about all the other religions and things that can come up, especially personal things. It is interesting because being your sovereign self on the holidays does mean for a lot of people you have to bring in what we've been talking about in the last few weeks, including grace and giving and gratitude and patience and certainly self-love as well. So with all that in mind, I will, I guess, Karen, start off with talking about uh, the holidays. Merry Christmas to you. and uh, Perfect
2: and Merry Christmas to you too Martin and much love sending out to all of our listeners and of course to our uh, co-host Ron.
1: Yes indeed. You know it's interesting there's this it's always been a rumble for a few years now about how politically incorrect some people feel it is to say Merry Christmas and how people have been getting rid of it here and there. I, I know you're probably of the same mind but There are multiple cultures, multiple religions in our society, especially in the West. Some countries are less culturally diverse than ours. But one of the things that comes up at this time of year, of course, is people do wish people Merry Christmas. And yes, it is a Christian religion holiday, and it does celebrate the birth of Christ. But I would also say that it is meant from most people As a good wish and blessing upon Mm -hmm. whomever they say it to and you know if you're going to be your sovereign self I think it's important to personally accept those good wishes from anyone and everyone no matter what your religion or beliefs are and take it in the spirit it is given as opposed to taking it personally from your beliefs or attitudes towards Other religions, other Mm. holidays, or just Christmas in general—even if you were raised Christian—and I think it's an interesting topic because it's caused a lot of controversy and stirring out there over the last years. And just wondered, what is your thoughts on that, Karen?
2: Mm. Great opening, Martin. Given that we are all one, I completely agree with you that, as most of our wishes, whether it would, regardless of which religion uh, that you might be giving well wishes from, what you are doing is giving well wishes. And given that we are all one, why would we not want to accept well wishing from one another? You know, from my perspective personally, I was born and raised Roman Catholic. I am not a practicing Roman Catholic, nor would I ever consider myself ever having been a practicing Roman Catholic, short of going through the process as a young child. It does not mean that I do not believe in some of the Roman Catholic beliefs, but I am not completely congruent with all of them. However, having said that, I think the term that our, our good friend and co-host Ron always says is that never throw the baby out with the bathwater. So from my perspective, it's been a bit perplexing for me over the years when you know there was a lot of discussion around changing to Happy Holidays as opposed to saying Merry Christmas. And I often found myself, you know, when I was out shopping and so on and so forth, getting tongue-tied. And it didn't really actually come out as Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays, but kind of a, you know, a combination of the two (laughs) because it wasn't natural for me. But for some reason, along the way, I thought, well, you know, you should be politically correct. And really what I was really feeling in my heart, and we always talk about going from your heart center, And that was, I really wasn't concerned about being politically correct. What I was concerned about was offending someone. And my thought process was, if I'm wishing you well from where my thought process comes and from my heart center, then I am really not being obtrusive in any way. So this year, I proudly wish everyone a Merry Christmas. And most often, I hear, Merry Christmas back. Now, I want to make a point here, and that is that just because I hear Merry Christmas back, I am not for a second believing that all of the people I've interacted with term it or their religion is from a Christianity base of Merry Christmas, but I believe what they're doing is they are honoring what I've wished them and wishing it back, and I feel very heartfelt for that.
1: Yes, no, it's very true, because uh, I like that. Yes, no, that's a contradiction in terms. Uh, <laughs> but I
2: do exactly what you <laughs>
1: <yeah>. <laughs> One of the things there, though, is that I agree with you wholeheartedly, is that it is usually said in the vein of good wishes and giving the best to someone. I would say that if someone wishes me, uh, and they have in the past, ha- Happy Hanukkah and various other religions, I just accept it from where they're coming from and what their heart is telling me. I look on it, and I thought about that in the past and sort of said, okay, I don't celebrate it, but where's the harm in wishing it back? Because they do celebrate it. Mm -hmm. And I thought, none. They're giving it to me in the spirit of love, and I go, perfect, then accept it. Mm -hmm. If I'm not coming from my heart space, And I just would decide, let's say, to be upset and go, I don't celebrate that. Oh, I'm not whatever. Mm -hmm. That to me is not demonstrating being your sovereign self or self-love or love to others. I think it negates in many ways all three in that behavior. And I know that there are many people here that feel overwhelmed because Christmas is such a big holiday. Mm-hmm. And they don't celebrate it. They may be new to the country. And I mean new by, you know, even five years, 10 years, it could still be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And they're not used to it. But what I would say to people who are listening, if, you know, if you are in that position, just accept it from the perspective that people are wishing you well. They don't wish you harm when they say Merry Christmas, (laughs) and they don't want to change your religious beliefs because they say Merry Christmas. I truly believe it is, from most people, I haven't seen any different, a statement of love. And if it is that, then I just ask people to accept it in that vein, and I think it would be much better. Now, the other thing you said is the political correctness, and I always laugh at that term. (laughs) Because I I look at the breakdown, I look at political, and I'm going, well, number one, I'm not sure I ever really want to be political. I may prefer to be somewhat more diplomatic than political. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But political to me is not a good word. Well, Uh, and you
2: know I'm the least, what I've always termed jokingly as the least politically correct person that one might meet. You know, I I think a couple of things you said, Martin, made really good sense to me when we're talking about well-wishing. I think it also speaks to what we've been speaking about for our last couple of shows when we've been talking about the 12 keys of mastery and in particular non-judgment. And from my perspective, I'm actually honored when someone wishes me a happy Hanukkah because they have bestowed, in my mind, they've bestowed upon me one of the greatest wishes that they believe they can send to me. Mm-hmm. and that to me makes me feel very honored yes whether whether or not i understand it and that could be other well wishes from any other religion or or culture because once they share it with me that's one of the to me it's one of the greatest intimacies is when someone shares something very deep from their heart
0: mm-hmm. to
2: you that you you actually feel like they've embraced you yes so
1: well and and it's it's interesting you know i was i mentioned politics and Me, I like language, but politics, it's actually from the Greek word politikos, Mm
0: -hmm. and it
1: means relating to citizens, so it is sort of the theory of influencing other people. And when I look at when people say whether something is politically correct or not, I'm trying to figure out what they're getting at half the time, because if it is the theory of influencing other people, then saying not Merry Christmas, but Seasons Greetings or Happy Holidays... I'm not sure that is any better of an influence on other people than Merry Christmas itself, Mm -hmm. especially when we talk about coming from the heart center. Mm -hmm. I've sort of always taken, maybe it's a pet peeve of mine, umbrage to the whole thing of going politically correct for that reason. Because if you don't have honest and open discussions about our beliefs with each other and what one person believes and another person believes and talking about it. You'll never understand where other people come from. You'll never have that unity and understanding. And it doesn't mean when someone's talking about their beliefs that you have to give in to them. They're just talking about their beliefs. Yeah. It's like you can talk about your beliefs and and they don't have to give in to yours. Now, if you're coming from the direction of trying to convince people to change their religious or whatever beliefs, then I think it's it's kind of self-serving in the sense you're trying to change someone. I mean, it can never change anybody
0: mm-hmm.
1: through those means, I don't believe. The whole premise of it being nasty or someone taking it wrong to say Merry Christmas, I think then there's something wrong with the people involved if they take it that way.
2: I agree. I think when we get to the core of even some of the language, Martin, and you're absolutely correct. When I, when I hear the term influence, there was a time when we would talk as – co-workers or uh, parents, whatever that might be. Oh, if I could have a positive influence on someone. And I've actually grown to, I won't say dislike that term, but I actually now equate mentally to the term influence as control and impose my thought process and my way of doing on someone else. And that's just a personal interpretation. It's not by any stretch the dictionary's interpretation. But when I think about it in terms of that versus leading by example and living,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: what we've talked about being grace, living a life of grace and leading by example, that to me is far more succinct with my belief system mm-hmm. than the terminology that my, my now now says, oh, influence, I equate that to control.
1: Because yeah, a lot of people use it that way. Mm-hmm. They're trying to influence people to do something, which is control.
0: Right. They're,
1: they're not trying to have an understanding. And in a lot of ways, that's where we fall flat, is that we don't go for understanding, which is really part of oneness, in that we don't try and understand where other people are coming from. We're only interested in where we're coming from. Exactly. That, to me, is is being very... Unself self sovereign if I can put right. it that way, and very unloving.
2: Well, I think, oh, so go ahead, Martin.
1: Oh, I was just going to say that when we talk about Christmas and the spirit of Christmas or the spirit of any of, of the other religious holidays that are, that are very similar in many ways, the one word that always comes to mind in dealing with other people at this time, and we covered it off in previous programs, is grace.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you come from a space of being in grace, then you will accept it all. And you don't judge. And and if you can truly move into grace, because to me, that's what Christmas is all about, is moving into grace.
2: Absolutely.
1: And it is so important. But we move into animosity and trying to always be what we want. I, I call it mini-Hitlerism. And there is an actual <laughs> term called being a mini-Hitler, where you want everyone to be how you want them to be, and right. that's how you are. And I, I just don't think that's a very good space to come from, but so many people do.
2: Right. You know, I, I think as we're hitting into, we're, we're almost coming up upon a new year
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, by the time this show airs. I think we, we often wonder for for so many people, and I've seen a lot of posts, I do follow social media about whether or not people are with family. And I think one of the things that we want to acknowledge tonight as well, and you mentioned in the introduction, is that not everyone is having what we might term a glorious time. Mm -hmm. They might be dealing with some hardships. Uh, They might be dealing with, I mean, you know, we've had some recent turmoil in the area that we live in with loss of jobs, and there has been some sickness and some people passing on and there is some, it, oftentimes at Christmas is a hard time for people who especially may or may not be estranged mm-hmm. from their family for whatever reason. So I think one of the things that we also want to talk about with respect to self-sovereignty is how are we respecting ourselves and, and how how are we engaging with not only ourselves personally, but also those that are surrounding us, whether or not they're blood related or not. And how are those people touching us?
1: Yes. And it's easy to forget if you're having a a good life at the moment and you you have a job and you're secure and the family's all around you when i know i've i've hit this in certainly in my past enough times that when someone very close to you passes on it's that first christmas if if you celebrate christmas is, a, is it can be a very difficult time because you recognize them as not being there mm-hmm. you recognize that you can't visit them You have to remember that the grieving process for most people takes a year in many cases because they have to go through the holidays, the birthdays, Mm -hmm. and everything else and recognize that the person is no longer there. And it reminds them who they're missing in their life and who they won't be able to go up and hug and and talk to anymore. Mm -hmm. For a lot of people, that makes it a very difficult time of year. Mm -hmm. And if you run into someone that doesn't seem to be so chipper about Christmas, don't judge them that they're being a curmudgeon or whatever because most often what it is is something exactly like that someone close to them has passed on something has happened it's reminding them of what is no longer in their life at that time of year so it's so easy though to pass judgment on people Mm -hmm. uh, that you have to remember that you don't know why they're behaving that way and because you don't know you have no place to judge how and why they're behaving that way. So it is important to remember that there are people who have no family. They are alone. They have, you know, even lost a family member. And they will look on that Christmas and possibly the next one as well as as being something less than fantastic. Mm -hmm. There's the other end of it, too, is that many people do love Christmas and they get out there and they decorate and celebrate and love, you know, all of it, um, especially children. Christian children certainly look forward to Christmas massively. It's it's like a major time of year for children, mm-hmm. for sure. And then, of course, there is the Christian religious end where they're celebrating the, the birth of Christ, and they go through that whole remembrance and thanks for what they believe Christ did for them. So there are so many angles mm-hmm. to the holidays, and even coming up to the New Year. I mean, we celebrate the New Year at this time, but not everyone does. Right. We're not all on the same calendar, so other people have a different New Year celebration.
2: Well, I think it actually leads itself, Martin, to perhaps uh, whilst we're doing this show over what we you and I term as the Christmas holidays and coming Mm. up to New Year's, what we're talking about is really taking self-sovereignty back to The keys, the the 12 to 15 keys to mastery that we've been talking about for the last several weeks. And this is a critical time because it's, it's critical because for us, in particular, celebrating Christmas and New Year's, but it also is reflective on any holiday that means something to you. That could be wedding, anniversary, birthday, Thanksgiving, any of those global holidays or days that we remember as special days, Mm -hmm. we need to, we don't need to do anything, but what I try (laughs) to do is, I have to catch myself there, what I try to do is reflect back and see where am I in my path, in my journey of self-sovereignty to accept what is as it is, and take enjoyment and embrace it. I, for one, have a blended family. So, for example, not just Christmas, but Thanksgiving, birthdays, Easter, Mother's Day, Father's Day, all of those special occasions that we have calendarized, it becomes a question of, I have an only daughter. The question becomes, how far do I stretch her? And for me, one of the things that I've been very clear about, and I I wouldn't say I was always clear about it, but one of the things I'm very clear about is that whilst I celebrate the holidays that I do celebrate, for me personally, and this is just a personal thing, they do not have to occur on the date on the calendar.
1: No. Because
2: what I found from 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 my own personal experience is that that date on the calendar, if I push it, or if I try to pursue it, or if I, even if I decided to, that makes me surrounded by people who are stressed because they're not present. They are feeling about, oh, where should I be? Where do I have to go next? Mm-hmm. Who am I leaving out? So I, I can say that it, openly and honestly, that from my perspective, whilst I celebrate Christmas, it does not have to be on December 25th, or December 24th, or January 3rd, It doesn't matter because I think what, for me personally, what matters is being surrounded by those that you're close to and that you care about and that you love. And and they're not always just blood relatives. In some cases, they're not blood relatives at all for whatever reason, but it could be friends, it could be acquaintances, it could be those that bring some joy and happiness to your life. And I think for me, that's what I reflect on when I reflect on all of those 12 to 15 keys of mastery that we've been speaking of.
1: Yes, and used to be very popular, but one of the things I had friends do was celebrate Christmas in July, Uh and I I know many people have heard that phrase before, and they actually did. They celebrated Christmas in July, and they were Christians in the sense Mm -hmm. that they celebrated the birth of Christ, but they didn't do it on December 25th. They did it in the middle of July, and what they said was, well, not only for where they lived was the weather nicer. Right. Not only was it less stress, so it wasn't all this running about and everything else that you usually hit in the crowded malls and all that. They also said that the 25th of December is an arbitrary date. Mm-hmm. There is no indication that it has anything to do with the birth of Christ as a date.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So they said they can celebrate it in the middle of July. And as long as they're celebrating their beliefs and getting the family together and, and sharing you know, gifts and, and uh, love with one another and having fun, and they said, what difference does it make? And, and I think that goes to the heart of what you were just saying, is that I agree. We've made it so artificial and so much about gifts and everything in so many ways that we've, we've forgotten it is about family, friends and sharing mm-hmm. and recognizing why you're doing it.
2: Well, you know, I mean, and if I can give a personal example, and Martin, cut me off if you want to, because I'm going to share something very personal, <laughs> um, but we've been friends for probably upwards of 15 years now, and one of the things I treasure the most is your Christmas card. Ah. And folks, it's not diamond covered. <laughs> it's not $300. It does not come in a huge box, but I can tell you. That from my friendship with Martin, it comes from pure heart-centered love. Uh, and again, Martin stopped me a few. But in sharing this, one of the things I've learned about Martin is that he's very fond of creating Christmas cards and finding just the right picture. And folks, when I mean just the right picture, I mean just the right picture. So I know when I receive my Christmas card, I know how much love and heart was put behind that. And it doesn't matter how big the gift is, that touches my heart because that is something that truly comes from heart center, a heartfelt. So when we talk about, Martin, to your point about things being commercialized, mm-hmm. oftentimes people think I have to get the biggest, the best. The I was watching one of those you know Christmas shows about two friends who kept you know having to one-up them oh, yeah. on the gift. And I think at the end, He ended up giving, there's my word, um, he ended up giving a gift that was suggested by a personal shopper that was really an event that the two of them went to, to remember their high school friendship. And the guy was aghast at how much this guy, who he thought was really very much about keeping up with the Joneses, was so moved about his intent just to spend time with him. Mm. And the fact of the matter was, it wasn't his intent because he didn't think it was good enough. Which I thought was a rather interesting twist, and I wonder oftentimes when we get to these celebrations if we spend. And I'm not suggesting that gifts aren't good, and particularly for children, they love the toys. We all love the toys. I'm not suggesting we we you know dissolve of that, but what do we do from a loving? perspective about sharing a laugh, sharing a joke, sharing a, a phone call for those that are maybe long distance from friends or relatives. With all of the technology we've got, how, how hard is it to pick up the phone and say hello or to Skype or to Facebook or whatever technology it is, FaceTime, to actually do that face-to-face. Say, hi, I want to wish you the very best. I'm sure that would move people. I, I'd love to hear from our listeners on our Facebook page, but my, my sense is that that feeling of connection, mm-hmm. there's nothing like it that will move us to the next level.
1: For me personally, and, and thank you for that wonderful comment on my cards, oh, Karen. I'll, I'll interject on that, actually. What happened originally was I went out and I went to multiple card shops, and they have all these hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Christmas cards, and never did I ever find one that I thought was right? that I wanted to give. So I started making my own and thought about what I wanted to give and what I wanted to say in it. So that's how it all started, just so I could get the right message. But it's it's true, and I, I don't know about anyone else out there, but it certainly hits me at this time of year. I begin thinking about people I haven't spoken to in a while.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: I do send them an email or pick up the phone, and if I can't reach them by phone, I send them by email. That's usually how it goes. And it reminds me And and it reminds me that I should do it more often, that at least at this time of year, I begin thinking about all the people I haven't spoken to in a while and usually try and get in contact with them and see how they're doing and and see what's happening and have a good chat. If you can do that through all the busyness of the season, just to one or two people, uh, you'd be surprised at how much better you feel by doing it, at least for me, it's always made me feel made me feel much better, so I like that Karen that's that's something that i I treasure as well and there's been two people that this year that I've particularly reached out to and managed to catch and say hello to that's been wonderful mm-hmm. so it is important to remember at this time of year and all times of year I mean one of the things about Christmas is it does bring all these thoughts to the surface and wonder what's happened to so-and so and should give them a call and That's wonderful, but remember that in March.
2: (laughs) Mm. And and actually, Martin, you just hit on something that was really key for me is, and if I might share this, that I often find that when somebody pops into my head, like, ooh, thinking about them, Mm. and then something goes on, it oh, I think about them again, that generally is an indication that there's a reason to get in touch. Yes. I may not know what the reason is, but when people... Pin into my head or come into my thoughts a couple of times, just almost unannounced
0: mm-hmm. for
2: no reason what what we would consider out of the blue. Mm. Generally, there's a reason. I, I'll either hear from them or I'll feel compelled to seek them out and say hello. Because generally, I believe it's my my belief system, but I believe it's the universe's way of giving me a quick nudge.
1: Yes, I, I agree with you. Actually, that happens to me as well and you know and and i often say that if it happens to me if it happens to another person it has to happen to probably 40 percent of the people out there Mm -hmm. that when you get those nudges and you think of someone more than once i do believe it is your intuition and your souls telling you to phone them write Mm -hmm. them email them do whatever but get in contact with them and see what's up
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and it can be very important and i usually found that it's not Done to tell you bad news. It's done to reconnect, to laugh, and remember how much you enjoyed speaking with them. Right. And I think ninety-nine percent of the times so that's what happens, and uh-huh. it's a, it's a joyful event because the universe usually doesn't nudge you unless it's absolutely necessary to to speak to someone because it may be the last time you speak to them although that does occur right. 99% of the time it is you nudging them yourself nudging you to go and speak to them so you can reconnect and enjoy what you used to enjoy together right and that's very important we tend to forget so many people and it's funny it was really this story I was at the dentist the other day and just as I was finishing finishing up and paying the bill, someone walked in and I couldn't really see them because they were carrying a big poinsettia. And they put it on the counter for the dentist and they said, Merry Christmas. And I turned and looked at them and we just sort of laughed and gave each other a hug. It was a friend I haven't seen in 15 years. Mm. And I lost his number and I didn't know how to contact him. But there he was. And I didn't know he'd been going for the last 15 years to the same dentist I was. How neat. And we, uh, we shared num- uh, phone numbers, but and we're going to connect in the new year because they're going away on vacation for the holidays. But I thought, wow, that's amazing because I had thought of that person probably at right. least six times in the last six months.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it was all meant to be.
2: It's always To me, it's always a signal. Now, I just want to be clear on something, though. And that is, from my perspective, not to be confused with feeling lonely mm. and reaching out to people that should not be in your life. Right, and that's sometimes a, a difficult distinction because when you celebrate certain um, ceremonial occasions, whether it be Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, birthdays, and so on, there's often a yearning for perhaps a you know a relationship that went sour or a toxic relationship or something. I'm not suggesting for, this, for a second that those should be reignited. Mm, no. <laughs> there are times when those are best to let go. Yes. But I, I'm more referring to those that maybe because your lives took a different path and just lost connection, lost touch, mm-hmm. uh, that it's time to reach out. So I just wanted to make that distinction because oftentimes for people, especially if they've gone through difficult time, this is the season This and several other occasions where there might be that, ooh, you know, that cell phone and just, you know, I could just dial this number and it'll all change. That's not what we're talking about.
1: (laughs) No. No. And, you know, it's interesting where I mentioned that, you know, you get a notion about a friend you haven't seen in in months or years. And you, you think about them and think about them. And then, as I said, and Karen said, it's probably your intuition giving you a nudge to contact them. Usually, you, you get back together and have a good laugh and, and talk about things. But did you know that the other end is also true? Maybe it's because they've had something particularly not good happen in their life, and they may not even explain it to you. But you're talking to them and sharing a laugh and sharing old memories might be just what they need mm-hmm. to pick themselves up. So the universe does it for both of you. It's not just one-sided.
0: Exactly.
1: And it's important to remember that it may not just be about you, although it'll make you feel better too. It it could be about them as well. And if it's someone you do remember fondly, then by all means, that's even more important to pick up the phone and and contact them.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's very interesting, the holidays and how people react to them. And I do have a clear understanding as to why for many people even forgoing the you know, loss of family members or being alone,
0: right. why
1: some people do not like this time of year. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it has to do with, and I was reminded of it in one of the big malls here the other day, it was jammed full of people. <laughs> I can see where that pushing and shoving and lining up for long times and maybe not even finding the item you're looking for and getting frustrated can be very stressful. And I understand that stress. But again, you have to look at why you're doing it. it it's like you were looking, Karen, for some gifts. And yes. And you weren't finding exactly what you needed initially. You did find them. Right. But I'm reminded of times that I didn't find the exact gift I was looking for and had to shift to something else. You know what? When I gave the gift, the people loved it just as much, I think, as they would of the other one. It's always a reminder that you may have a notion in mind of what you want, but free up your mind a bit when it comes to shopping and looking for things let your intuition play a bit more sometimes I think we think it's th- too through you know what I mean
2: I do and may I share a little secret sure I actually didn't do it on my own ah. I actually got a little frustrated and so guess what I asked for help
1: ah
2: and in my morning walk with my wee one hmm I asked for just a little bit of help. Mm -hmm. Can you just make this be what it's supposed to be? Right. Let me enjoy the moment of finding it and gifting it and then receiving it. Mm -hmm. And voila. It happened. It happened.
1: And that's such a very good point, which quite often we get really caught up in ourselves. I want this, I'm not going to accept anything else. You go mad looking for it. And you don't ask for help. And yet that is what oneness and being one with the universe is all about, is anytime, and I'll use this as a general rule, on anything, anytime you're having difficulty with anything whatsoever, whether it's finding a gift, whether it's help, whether it's a mental attitude, whether it's dealing with someone, doesn't matter what it is ask for help, and then give thanks for it. Absolutely. And you will find that things usually work in your favor. And I say usually, they will work 100% of the time in your favor. But sometimes you still get caught up in the same old trap of, woe is me, and this isn't working right, and this and that. So when you ask for help, you really do have to truly ask and let it go, as if it's done, and say thank you. Because if you keep going back into the same mental set, it may not always come come through for you because you're blocking it. But if you truly give it and then just go out, you, you will always get what you ask.
2: That's, a, that's an excellent point, Martin. I think what it does for me is it opens up my mind. Actually, it doesn't actually open up my mind. It probably opens up my soul, my spirit right. yeah. to... Something bigger that I hadn't thought of before. And when I say bigger, it doesn't mean more expensive. Mm. It could be quite smaller, but bigger in the effect in the giving and receiving portion of it. From my perspective, when I did that, I was actually looking for something for my niece. She's 17 years old. My goodness, what do I know about what 17-year-old girls want, (laughs) except for what she gave her on the list? And Mm. that just didn't feel comfortable to me. It felt like it was a checklist. And it wasn't giving me the feeling that I wanted. And having reached out, I ended up going into um gorgeous little town of St. Jacob's, Ontario, um, and right. going through gift shops. And Remember,
1: voila. Okay, good. Remember, you're on the radio here. You don't want to give away the gift before Christmas.
2: Oh, I wouldn't <laughs> do that. Because
1: we're recording this just before Christmas.
2: Oh, no, I would not do that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> okay. Just no, wanted no, to I'll make still... sure.
1: <laughs> we
2: can scrap this part,
1: right, Martin? Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
2: I forget where I ended then.
1: You went into St. Jacob's and to some gift shops.
2: Oh, and I was amazed to find something that I totally was not looking for that just seemed to be perfect. And I felt a little smile come across my face, and I just felt it was right.
1: Perfect. And you asked.
2: Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: It's very, very interesting. You know, I, I find at work that... People are wishing other people Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, and it's a mix of the two. And I, I truly think people, at least at my work, genuinely give it in all love and honesty, the, the well wishes. Because I'm blessed enough to work at a particular company, which I won't name, but they, they are very good people there. There's a lot of good people there. It amazes me how genuine and, and nice the people are where I work. And I know that not everyone works at companies like that, but it I'm blessed to have that. Uh, I
2: also believe, Martin, that it's what you put out, you get back. So I also believe that we've talked about this a lot about the vibrational effect and the ripple effect Mm -hmm. of what you put out. And if you get up gloom and, and we all have our gloom and doom days. Make no mistake, we are human. We are living in the space and time. So we all have our our flaws, and as perfect as we all are, we have those moments where we're not at our best. (laughs) And when we're not at our best, we can be pretty sure Mm -hmm. that not our best will come back at
1: us. Oh, yes.
2: So... I often caution myself, because I can't caution others, but I often caution myself, and I, I try to catch myself, if I'm feeling in that, uh, what do you call it, that crungety, crin- curmudgeon-y? curmudgeon yeah. <laughs> Feeling, I go, oh gosh, you're there. Mm-hmm. You best get out of that, and or spread a little bit of cheer, because yes. otherwise you're going to get what you give out.
1: Yes. What you fear you attract, and it's likewise mm-hmm. what you give out in love you get back tenfold. And, you know, that works typically all the time. Now, you will hit people who obviously are just naturally, how do I put it, unloving? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can't say they're naturally unloving. They purposely made themselves that way. I correct that. But generally, if you put out good cheer and well wishes then coming from your heart, you'll get it right back.
2: Well, I think the key there, Martin, is coming from your heart. You can, you know, we can, we can all put on all kinds of faces and mm-hmm. masks, and we do this a lot, especially during holiday season. And when I say holiday season, again, I'm talking Christmas, New Year's, Easter, Thanksgiving, birthdays, Mother's Day, Father's Day, all of those events. If you're faking it, mm-hmm. a lot of t- now we often hear the the commentary, and I, I I do I do agree with it to a certain extent. Fake it to make it yes but when i hear that i don't think of fake it because i want something back Mm. fake it from your heart center because you truly believe in it you're not feeling it yet but you truly believe in it right fake it to you make it in that instance for me works well but if i'm faking it to get something back i'm not getting nothing back because i didn't give anything out it was completely fake
1: Yeah, and and fake it till you make it is really, it's just persistence and pushing yourself to get there. And it's a desire and vision of where you want to be, and that will move you there by itself. And it's very, very interesting that when I do wish people a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, most of the people have left on holidays for our work this time, a week they'll be off all week from Christmas to New Year's mm-hmm. one of the things that comes up there is that I often feel that no matter how much I wish them happy holidays and a Merry Christmas it's it's just not good enough it's it's weird it's not it's not that it's not good enough I, I love doing it and I do mean it but it's for some reason I just wish I could do it a heck of a lot stronger and have them know exactly how much I do mean it But that's Mm. (laughs) because I do mean it. I look at people there and I, oh my God, I wish they have have a very happy holiday Uh, because they deserve it. They're great people. They've been good to me all year and I just wish them the best beyond belief. And it's hard to put that in words with people. I guess I can just put it out in feeling, but I do feel that way towards a lot of people.
2: I think you'd be surprised, Martin. My experience of late has been that people are far more, far more, um, accepting Mm. and relishing of what is out there to be offered from an emotional perspective than what I've felt in the past. So I think that uh, my my thought process here is that you'd be surprised, I think, about how much impact you're actually having, even though you're maybe not feeling it in the moment Mm. is maybe the best way to put it. I kind of rambled there.
1: No, that's okay. No, it's just that I wish them so much more than I can convey in words is really what it comes down to. Because there are many people I've got to know at work and many people I've got to know where I live and friends that I just, you, you can't convey in words how much you love them and how much you mm-hmm. wish them the best. Martin, uh, can I ask you a question? hmm
2: And I, I say this most sincerely because this is something I struggle with. I'm a very emotional person in giving my my love and affection to people in a very outwardly, when I say hello, I really mean hello, not yes. I have to say hello. Yeah. I actually find myself catching myself because so I think, oh, gosh, are they, are they going to think she's a bit of a quack? <laughs> so what's your thought process? Ah, uh,
1: Well, you know, we didn't want to tell you anything. <laughs> yeah. Just no, you do it very well, I must admit. You, you are very good at it. And your emotions, your true emotions come through very nicely. I know I wrote about it, but there was a lady in, in my building, I live in a condominium, high rise. And there was one woman who used to get on the elevator in the morning every once in a while. She, You know, I'd go down and she'd get on, I think it was the 16th floor or something. And she used to say, good morning, and how are you doing? But she did it with such heartfelt wanting to know and wishing you the best that it was actually palatable as how strong her well-wishing was. And it stuck in my mind for, it's been years now. She's moved out, I think. And, uh, oh, there's Moki and it always was a to me a perfect example and reminder about how you behave towards other people and coming through with that true genuine heartfelt emotion and i guess that's more i think about it the more all i tried to do was just come from the heart when i said things right and say it from the heart even though i wasn't saying the perfect words like she just said good morning and how are you doing but It came from her heart and I could feel it. Mm -hmm. So thank you. That's a good reminder that when you do that, it does come through. It does. And she, for all of five times doing that, had an impact on my entire life. So it shows you it can be done in the simplest of ways, as long as it's from the heart.
2: Exactly. And I think that almost, Martin, leads right back to your introduction of, for those people who are spending the Christmas season or holiday season not with family or friends right. who are those people that they're interacting with that are truly touching them i mean that's a great story
1: mm mm-hmm. woman
2: who for years later still had a you know effect on you
1: yes uh, yeah for just a momentary elevator hello it's uh, just yeah. amazing she had that center of love it was it was truly her uh, she was coming from her center of love and it worked but you're right giving getting back to people who are more alone at this time and have lost family and and don't have a lot of people to celebrate Christmas with. a lot of ways everyone obviously has to go through the grief cycle when someone passes on that's normal Mm -hmm. so I won't comment on that because everyone goes goes through that what I want to talk about possibly here is when you are not going through that type of situation it is most likely either something long past or something you remember that turned you off Christmas or turned you off holidays or you just don't have anyone around at the moment that is really going to the heart of self-love and being your sovereign self and if you're the type of person who as I said is tending to be a curmudgeon towards Christmas and everything Christmas but at the same time feel lonely because you're not getting and don't want to get into the celebrations I would say in many cases that is self-created as well Mm -hmm. because only you can make yourself happy. Only you can bring yourself joy. It won't come from anyone else. And although you can interact with people you love and the interaction and their love will bring you joy, it isn't really doing that at all. It is your love for them and your interaction and you. That are bringing your self-love, so I don't know if you see how I switch there. But a lot of people always look on joy and love as being outside of themselves, and happiness. It is the exact reverse. We've been taught so much that joy can only come from, you know, oh, someone giving us a gift or someone doing something. Or no, it comes from within you, and it will always come with from within you. And if you're trying to get it from outside of yourself you will usually typically fail except for short moments at Mm -hmm. being able to do so and sustain that joy and happiness from a whole sovereign self point of view if you are in that type of mood Christmas after Christmas and not getting anywhere Look at what's causing it within you. Examine your fears. Examine what's happened in your life to cause you to get there. And if you don't like that feeling and you're not happy with that feeling, in other words, it doesn't bring you joy, then re-examine it and look at what you can move away from yourself, or not move away from yourself, but what you can deal with to look at it, examine it, have the fears disappear, have the old worries disappear, and bring joy back into your heart. Because it is all from your heart. And anytime you're not in joy, it is self-created.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: and we went over that in the last few programs quite heavily in many ways. But we at did. Christmas uh, and other holidays, it's, it's still very true. If you're not happy with the holidays, and it, as I said, isn't something immediate like bereavement or something else, then you are bringing it on yourself.
2: I think some of the things that I do, Martin, I think that's well said, some of the things that I do when it comes to holidays, whether it be Christmas or all the other ones that we've mentioned, is I have rituals that I do. And I wouldn't say scheduled. I wouldn't say required. Mm. But rituals that make me happy. I love candles. Mm. I like candles. That makes me smile. When I, when I light a candle, it makes me smile. This year, uh, with the tree that I put together, when the lights are on, It makes me smile. Mm -hmm. Little things I try to think of, and I would encourage others to think of, what brings you happiness? Is it a bubble bath? Is it a walk in the park? Is it baking? Is it cooking? Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Is it exercise? What is it that brings joy to you, that gives you the respect and love that you need to move forward through whatever occasion it is, because I'm almost certain that when you start doing, because I started to practice this, if you start doing things that really are just for you, mm-hmm. and it's not being selfish, but it's being, like as we say, self-sovereign to yourself. And we talk about coming from heart center, you have to come from heart center for yourself yes. as well. And we often do it for others But what is it you do for yourself that makes you smile? And if you're having perhaps a difficult occasion, whether it be this Christmas season or whatever occasion might be coming up or whatever's going on in your life, if you can find one or two things that you know make you smile, if that's, and Martin, we've talked about this before, if I'm feeling really down, what do I do? I go get fresh cut flowers. Mm -hmm. They make me smile. Yes. And I don't begrudge it because it makes me smile, and if it makes me smile, then I'm in a better place from a self-sovereignty perspective to make others smile. Mm-hmm. And it's a win-win in that continuity of oneness.
1: Yes. Many of the many of the things we do, we believe we have to do because society has told us. Right. So all this rushing about to get gifts for everyone and it has to be an expensive gift or it has to be that or has to be this, that does absolutely... Nothing.
2: I say poppycock to that.
1: Yeah. yeah. it All it does is fill a desire that's been created by society for materialism. Right. And I'm sorry, but just because you own a BMW or Bentley doesn't make you a better person. I firmly believe that. The house, the car, the possessions do not make anyone a better person. Mm -hmm. They might make you more comfortable, but they don't make you a better person. So when you're out there, and let's say you do not have a lot of money and you can't give a lot of gifts, just give from the heart. And interestingly enough, if you see people who are worse off than you, like someone on the street or what have you, mm-hmm. put in a quarter or whatever. Give them a quarter. Give them whatever you can afford. If it's only a dime, give them a dime. Giving to others in acts of kindness like that will move your mood up as well and it will bring positive energy to you as well as love love energy to you
2: oh well for sure martin you've you've spoken about this lady in the elevator you know what is it five years later Mm -hmm. can you remember a gift from a close friend or relative from five years ago i challenge you
1: yes no it's true. you
2: remember what it was no you can't probably
1: and it shows you how important it truly is Mm -hmm. and it's amazing when you greet someone from the heart and throw a great big hug around them and wish them a Merry Christmas. Whether you bring a gift or not, they will remember that Mm -hmm. because you're valuing them. And believe it or not, their heart center recognizes the difference between someone just giving them an expensive gift to show up other people versus someone smiling, giving them a big hug and wishing them a Merry Christmas. They will, in the long run, think more fondly of you And love you more because you gave them love than the person who just wanted to give them an expensive gift. It is what makes people tick in many ways, is getting to their heart center. So if you don't have the money and you can't give the gifts, give your love and a longer lasting impact, not only on you, but them as well. Exactly. And that's really what the season's about.
2: It is. It's about the time you spend. I think, you know, before the the show tonight, Martin and I chatted briefly, and I was beaming from ear to ear because, once again, I got to spend the one day the week before Christmas. And we always do it in the 11th hour. My daughter and I Mm -hmm. go out. We do our Christmas shopping. And it's, it's just, it's not about what gets bought. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with the few hours that we spend together and the chuckles. And the, I say sarcasm because my daughter and I are both very sarcastic in a very loving way with one another, but it just makes us beam from ear to ear. And I, we got in the car today, we have a favorite, shore, or a favorite store, and I won't name the store, but we got in the car and I clapped my hands and I said, Kayla, it's Christmas now. She goes, I know, we were there. Hmm? And it had nothing to do with what we bought. It had everything to do with the moment we spent.
1: Together, yeah. Yeah. It's so yeah. true. It's
2: and so we, true. we actually spent uh, probably about 10 minutes in the car driving back to pick up my car. And I said, oh, gosh, has it been four years we've been going to that store now? Mm. Oh, so I think it's five. Yeah, it got up to eight.
1: <laughs>
2: but we recalled it not by purchases, mm-hmm. but by memories.
1: Yes. And that truly, truly is the spirit. Mm of what how sorry not what how people should be right. acting together and it is coming from the heart as we say all the time love is literally the energy that created and fuels everything in the universe if you come from a unloving center you're t- dampening down that energy and you're stopping creativity you're stopping imagination you're stopping health you're stopping everything exactly the more you can ramp up your center of love and move into that moment with other people and yourself, the, the more things will naturally work for you, and you'll be happy. And I can't stress enough that joy is literally at the heart of health and getting abundance. People not, don't always equate the two, but if you want more in your life of everything, come from a center of love, come from a center of joy. It's interesting how well it works. I know for a lot of people that may not make total sense, but in reality, that's how the universe works. And I've seen it in far, far too many people to know that uh, it only works that way.
2: <laughs> exactly. And as, and you know, Martin, well said, and as we move into the new year, mm-hmm. what a great opportunity to take all of the emotions that we feel over the holiday season yeah. and bring it into every day, January 7th, January 12th, February 13th
0: mm-hmm.
2: Fe- february 19th every day this is a great opportunity for us to say gee as we reflect about what really makes us happy what really brings us joy and how can we expand that in the the connectivity of oneness mm-hmm. how can we do that every day of the year i mean just think how incredible it would be if every day was built up to the occasions that we set you know six or seven days a year to
1: Yes. Now, there's an interesting thing. You mentioned rituals, and it reminds me of a ritual that I forgot about, but I was told about, mm-hmm. um, is... Oh, there's the yum again. <laughs> I had to put it in. One of the things that you can do is pick pick a day of the week that works for you. It doesn't matter what day it is. If you have more relaxing time on Sunday or Monday night or whatever day, just take 10 minutes and work on your self-love. Think of all the happy things that have happened over the last day, last week, last year. It doesn't matter what. Think of the good moments you've had with other people. Think of beautiful sunsets you've seen with someone. Think of anything at all that brings you back into that moment of joy. And just hold it for a few minutes. Idea. And if you do that, just one day a week you will find that it soon spreads to other days of the week and things time that will bring joy to you. It only takes a few minutes. It's amazing how that simple moving into moments of love, moments of joy that you've had, will bring you right back into those moments of joy and your whole being will become that. And your days change. Yes. Your whole life changes. That's the gift of this season, but it's the gift of bringing it to every day of your life.
2: It's about taking it and almost like putting it in a capsule Mm -hmm. and saying, you know what, if I could recreate this day every day of the year, here's the reality. We can. We can.
1: And the capsule is your heart. Yes. Now, you know, we're coming up to the end of the program (laughs) already. From a sovereign self perspective, I'll just put in that if you are your sovereign self, then you are coming from a place of grace and giving and gratitude and patience and oneness and self-love and all of that. And all of that fits in so perfectly with whatever holidays and whatever days and whatever celebrations you have going from Christmas to the new year. I hope that is a gift that works for you because that's a gift I truly do want for you to have.
2: What I'd like to do you is take a, just a few moments just to send my love out to all of our listeners and thank you so very much from the bottom of our hearts. Martin, Ron, and I are so appreciative and I want to wish everyone from the bottom of my heart all the best.
1: And we do with that, I guess, Karen, send our love and say until next week, have a fabulous week.
0: Thank you for listening to The Sovereign Self we will be back with another show that will celebrate the beauty and perseverance of you and your sovereign self. If you would like more information or to send questions to Martin, Karen or Ron, please go to their Facebook page, www.facebook.com forward slash sovereign self. See you next week.